Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Vaccine certificates may be needed to attend social gatherings, sporting events, uh, go fly in an airline, whatever it happens to be. At the launch of the National COVID-19 Vaccination Programme, the Health Minister Stephen Donnelly said certificates could play a key role in the fight against coronavirus if the vaccine significantly reduces transmission of disease. And the certificates are being considered for air travel in the EU, but they may also be used to allow for greater attendance at mass gatherings once most people are vaccinated. Now, I don't want to get into the ins and outs of it, but essentially what they're saying is, I suppose it is mandatory vaccination through the back door. In other words, if you don't get vaccinated, well, then you would be denied the possibility of going on holidays. You will be denied the possibility of going to the Three Arena or the Crow Park or the big events. They may be wanting, you know, because they're private companies, they may ask for a vaccine certificate. Now, the government can't bring in mandatory vaccinations because it would go against the Constitution, because the Constitution states quite clearly that they can't be forced, uh, you can't have forced medical intervention without your consent. So, and then, in other words, they can't do it that way, but they kind of do it by saying, well, you'll be treated as a second-class citizen, so to speak, if you don't do it. I want to know if you agree with that. Let me know what you think. The number is 087 Do you welcome this proposal if it gets us back to a level of normality? And on the line is Jack Lambert, who's a consultant in infectious diseases at the Matter Hospital. Jack, we want to talk about vaccines in general. I, I'll get to the, you know, the certificates in a few minutes. But I mean, I suppose it's good news. Well, maybe a light at the end of the tunnel. But then again, I'm hearing experts saying, oh, well, this is not the silver bullet. Do you think it might be the silver bullet? Well, yes, vaccination is the silver bullet if, if the vaccines work, if, you know, if people take the vaccines. Um, there's a you know there's a long tradition of infectious diseases you know from measles, mumps, rubella, meningitis, all sorts of infections that have been essentially eradicated. And the only cases we see now are when people don't get the vaccine. So yes, this this potentially the light is at the end of the tunnel, but not tomorrow with the announcement that we're going to have everybody vaccinated in Ireland in two months is 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 not not realistic. But if maybe a year from now we'll be in a new COVID-free world if everybody gets on, if the vaccines work, if everybody takes the vaccine. So there is hope to, mm. to go back to the way we were before. I mean, I've always been very pro-vaccination. Um, and, I, and I would like to think most people should be because it's in everybody's interest in the world that we live in that we try to eradicate as many diseases as possible. There does seem to be more so than ever. We've always had the anti-vaccination population. There's probably 15% who, no matter what sort of vaccination you brought out, they disagree with it, right? But there, there seems to be a, a huge reluctance to this one because of the time frame, I suppose. And there's a concern. Do you understand people's concerns when you see a trial that only lasts eight months? Yeah, well, well but, but actually the thing is, is that I, I, people have been planning. that this, this has been planned for years and years to fast-track these vaccines. So, so I think that the reality is the vaccines work. The vaccines work. The efficacy of the vaccines is without doubt. The studies have been done to prove that they work. The, the only issue, obviously, is that, you know, that, that, that the vaccines appear safe as well, but, but sometimes, the, sometimes you have to go a longer period of time to see more people vaccinated to be 100% guaranteed, you know, about safety. So everybody has concerns, but look, we're in the middle of a COVID epidemic all over the world. You see what's happening. People are dying left and right. These vaccines have been studied appropriately by all these companies. They've been fast-tracked, and I think it's great that we have them available. And I think the challenge now is going to be rolling them out to 4 million Irish, two doses of the vaccine. Mm -hmm. That is going to be a Herculean challenge 
over the next year, but we need to do it and do it right. Well, I suppose the biggest problem for us here in Ireland and most countries around the world is, I suppose the virus, yes, is a problem. Of course it is. But the bigger the bigger problem, of course, is that we need to get our lives back and we need to get our businesses back and we need to get our jobs yeah. back. And, you know, I was watching, I was looking in the UK there, for example, they've gone from 90,000 on the waiting list for screening for cancer to 160,000 for people yeah. with first uh, symptoms of cancer. These are dangerous times where people are ignoring non-COVID uh, related illnesses. So we need to get back to looking after people and not neglecting right. everything else because of COVID. But but I've been the first to say this. Even back in May, when we went out of lockdown, I you know I said lockdown is not a solution. I've been the first to propose that because there's other non-COVID-related consequences, and I see that every day in the hospital with people I take care of and people I work with. So yes, I absolutely agree. We 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 need to we need to kind of live with COVID safely. And in the meantime, I mean it's very clear. I I, I get back on my 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 high horse and say the mask. You know, people, people say, you, I, do you, some people believe a mask works. You don't have to believe. I believe in the tooth fairy or I believe in Santa Claus, but I'm an infectious disease specialist, you know. I know vaccine works. I know masks work for respiratory illnesses. We've been using it for centuries, you know. We don't need to do a study to prove that masks work. So I would just encourage everybody to religiously use the masks as the new normal on to go on with life, to continue our economy, continue safely. While and, the and I like you, out. Jack. You know, I have opinions in relation to masks. I find them very uncomfortable, but I do wear them when I go into a shop out of respect yeah. for other people. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, when you when we talk about the possibility, and Nephis, you know, I, I was listening to Nephis on RTE on Saturday. And it is very doomsday. There, there's always the, the kind of negativity around this that, oh, well, we don't know and whether the vaccine works. And even if it does, we could be stuck with these restrictions for the next two or three years and all these kind of comments, these negative right. comments. I mean, do, do you see, you know, us getting back to some level of normality or a reasonable normality, say, before the summer? How long do you think right. it will take to build up some level of herd immunity that will right. slow down the spread? Right. Well, I, I was just asked about this last week, and I was basically told I'm the doom and gloom guy. I think it's going to take another year to have 70% of our population vaccinated. And actually, I do think that we need to have, there's too many people standing up with expert opinions about everything, doom and gloom, experts of the day. There are people in Ireland who are experts in vaccines and are experts. And I think if the government is going to roll out a COVID-19 vaccine stra- strategy and implementation plan, I have it right in front of me here, they need to have experts standing up who know about vaccines. Not the usual experts. suspects with the bad news. Not, not the usual suspects with the bad news. You know, so, so there, are, there are clinicians who have expertise in running vaccine trials and doing vaccine trials. There's lots of companies in Ireland who have developed vaccines. There's lots of experts within these companies who know about vaccines, know about rollout. I think we actually just need to have one message from our government on vaccines, and that message should be from somebody, you know, equivalent of Tony Fauci in America, who's a respected expert, clinician, doctor. He, yeah, but Jack, he may be respected, but if you if you look online and people are saying he's constantly contradicting himself, I mean, Tony Fauci, going back in June, was one of the, the, the experts who turned around and said masks will serve no purpose in, in, for the general public. And like Luke O'Neill said as well on the Late Show, he said masks for people watching too many horror movies. And then all of a sudden they turn back on their own expert commentary and say, oh, no, well, actually, you know, you should all wear masks. So it, right. people find it difficult to trust right. experts when yeah. they keep changing I, their bloody minds all the time. Yeah, well, well I, I guess, OK, well, I'm, I'm, I'm just using that as an example. I, I know Tony Fauci, I trust him, I've got a lot of 
respect for him and his expertise and his knowledge and his mm-hmm. experience. I'm just saying... I know, I of think course, with, he was involved in the right, HIV, right, you know, at right, the start. Yeah, yeah, and all that kind of stuff, and so was I. I worked with him on that. So yeah. I, I know all of these, these things, but what I'm saying is that this is, this is a new virus, okay? So we are learning as we go. You know, every day there's a, there's a new thing going along, but we know vaccination worked. It's not... It works for flu, it's going to work for COVID. We know mass work. It works for flu, it's going to work for COVID. We, you know, we, COVID is much more infectious than flu, I would think, because there's no flu this year and there continues to be COVID. So I think in Ireland, we're using the mass. But Jack, do you, do, you, do, you, do you believe that? With, with respect, Jack, do you believe mm-hmm. that there's no flu in Ireland this year? The HSC announced this uh, again last week. Considering we have so many people in hospital every single okay. year and in ICU but, with flu, but, 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 but I see that you see the thing is there's surveillance. People get swapped and screened. So we, every week I get the report on how many COVID, how many RSV, how many parainfluenza, how many much influenza. And the numbers are way down for those respiratory infections this year. And my, my, my understanding then is that's because we are using the mask much of the time. So the Irish population is doing really good. But, 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 but Jack, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, and, and this was the HSE said to us as well, because of people social distancing and wearing masks, obviously, miraculously, the flu has vanished this year, right? But realistically, if that was the case, on the other hand, Neff would tell us, oh, well, the biggest uh, spreaders of COVID-19, which is a respiratory virus, very similar to the flu, uh, would be in the home where people are not wearing masks. So why isn't the flu spreading the same way? Or is it a case of that people with flu symptoms are being tested for COVID-19 and then basically put down as COVID cases rather than flu cases. I, I just think that there's difference. There's differences in the infectiousness of different respiratory viruses. I just think COVID is much more unforgiving. Mm-hmm. You just need to, all it takes is one or two mistakes and you catch COVID. I think you can make a lot more mistakes and, and you won't catch influenza. I'm just, there's a science behind this. Yeah, yeah no, no, I, I understand. So I'm just trying to explain to you. I'm just saying is that we, we don't have all the answers here. We're, we're learning as we go with this virus, but like I said, masks work. Okay. Vaccines work. Okay, well, well, why do you say, you know, there's people listening today who are reluctant and who are going, who are watching something on Facebook that Mary down the road said her daughter got a vaccine 10 years ago and her head fell off. You, you know, the, 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 these kind of misinformation that will go around social media. What do you say to people who are scared, who are a little bit worried about getting the vaccine? Um, what, I mean, what would your advice be to somebody to, to, to dis, just dismiss all that information and don't be going to those websites? Is that what you, what you would say? I would say so. I would say so. I think, but you're right. You do need to have trusted people who have expertise, who people believe in and, and can value their opinion. But, but like I said, I mean, my son was involved in a hemophilus influenza meningitis vaccine. He's now 33 years old living in London. I, I made him a guinea pig for a, for a hemophilus vaccine study in Rochester, New York when he was six months old. Now, we don't have any meningitis in, almost in the world with this, this bacteria because of that vaccine. So, I mean, I'm a believer in vaccines, and I've seen they mm. make a difference. Absolutely. And, and they've saved billions of lives in the last, you yeah. know, 40 to 50 years. Abso- right. Absolutely. There's, uh, there's always the trade-off, and people are going to say, well, Niall, what about the swine flu? You know, that was taken off the market. People got narcolepsy. Mind you, it was taken off the market before they realised people got narcolepsy anyway. But, mm-hmm. but there mm-hmm. has been cases, as we know, in the High Court here over the last couple of weeks uh, in relation to those people who got narcolepsy. Right. Now, of course, we can talk about correlation and causation, et cetera, et cetera. But is it is it fair to say that, OK, there's, there's always a risk. We've talked about COVID-19 and the risks of people who may have allergies. And just to let people know, by the way, if you have an allergy that causes anaphylactic shock, they're the types of allergies they're talking about, serious allergies that you shouldn't get the vaccine. But is, is the trade-off always worth it? In other words, the, the risk of getting the disease and dying versus the risk of maybe getting a side effect from the vaccine? 
Right. And, and I, well, I, I think that's, you know, unfortunately, time was held. There's no right answer to this. This is a new virus. You know, this is a, this is a new vaccine. You know, that, that time will tell. But, but looking at the world and looking at what's happening with COVID around the world, the way it's spreading and the way it's affecting our lives, um, I think the vaccine is and, uh, and using masks until the, there's herd immunity um, is, is the only way forward. So, yes, I think in mm-hmm. a, a balance, looking at the pros and the cons, I come way down on the side of vaccines, uh, and we should be cautious and we should monitor, but I'm, I'm going to get the vaccine, and I think I would encourage others, especially the higher-risk individuals, to be the first in line uh, to get the vaccine. Okay, final question for you, Jack, in relation to what Stephen Donnelly said this morning about vaccine certificates as part of the implementation plan for COVID-19. The suggestion is, of course, because of our constitution, we can't make vaccines mandatory. But indeed, what we can do is private companies, airlines, uh, events can turn around privately and say, well, you're not coming into this event, or you're not getting on my plane unless you have a vaccine certificate. In other words, if you don't, you're kind of a second class citizen and won't have fun. Um, do you think, is, is that fair? Because it is mandatory through the back door, so to speak. Do you think that's that's okay? I, I don't think so. I think it's a bit draconian. I think we should just concentrate on getting people, you know, behind the scientists, the pro-vaccine, you know, kind, kind of corner and get everybody online to understand the value of vaccines and make, and make it voluntary. I think that is the way forward at the present time. But... I don't even want to think about, you know, vaccine passports. I just want to start thinking about, we have this document that's just published the other day. How are we going to roll out vaccination to 4 million people, two doses of vaccine? That is a Herculean task that we need to kind of start focusing on how we're going to do it. Because, we, of course, we have to remember everybody has to get it twice. So this, this Exactly. Yeah, most of the vaccines, the first vaccines coming along are that way. But, yes, we have to focus on that as a first. Let's not be distracted with vaccine passports. Let's focus on how we can get the vaccine implemented in Ireland as a first first line. All right. Listen, thank you very much indeed. Jack Lambert, consultant okay. of infections. Disease thank of the Matter you. Hospital. I appreciate you coming on the air. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits.